Welcome to episode number 17 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and this is a very special episode because you know I've been talking about doing it for a long time, having a special guest on the show. Well, I finally figured it out, and I'm so honored and excited to be welcoming Andrea Fagan on the show today. She's from littlebitesofjoy.com. She's a certified raw food specialist and a holistic health coach. She's a wonderfully articulate, beautiful woman who's working out of New Jersey, doing a lot of amazing stuff there with raw food and holistic health coaching. And she's a good friend, and I'm looking forward to getting to know her even better on the episode today. So here we are, episode 17. Welcome to the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and I'm super excited because today I have my first guest on the show. I have Andrea Fagan from littlebitesofjoy.com. She's a certified raw food specialist and a holistic health coach. She coaches clients to create happy, healthy lives in a way that's flexible, fun, and free of denial and discipline. I first heard of Andrea. Um, when I recently heard her on Christine Siegel's show, Wake Up and Live, and I just absolutely loved what she had to say and her attitude, so I knew I had to have her on my show as the first guest. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's just a real pleasure, and I'm really excited to have you on. So what I thought would be great to start out with talking about is just give you, give you some time to tell us about about how you got started with an interest in health and raw food in particular. I know that you had uh, a health challenge that's common for many women. And so I'd love to just hear your story um, about how you got into all of this. Absolutely. Um, well, I, um, I had a very um, you know, delicious life growing up. I, I had the benefit of having a Romanian mom in the house and she made amazing food all the time and it was it was really actually healthy looking back on it um but for for various reasons i'm not really sure why you know going to college we sort of gorged on all sorts of things that we really never had at the house like cereals and and white bread my mom never had white bread and uh i just packed on the pounds and um Eventually, my, my cycles really got very regular, and uh, you know, having gone to various doctors, you know, handfuls of doctors, um, they diagnosed me with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And there were a multitude of, of answers to solve this problem, and many of them didn't actually work for me. A lot of the medications that they had recommended. Um, looking back, I, I'm very grateful that I was actually allergic to a lot of them. I would get rashes or um, just digestive issues, and uh, I, I was constantly searching and searching to find out, you know, first why did I get this way, and I figured out it was through just the negligent food that I was having and mm -hmm. the lifestyle, um, and uh, I, I sort of looked at that. I started to look at how, um, if that was true, if the food kind of got me to where I was, maybe food can bring me back to a more natural state um, and a healthier state of living. So. Um, but you know, I, I had read a lot of uh, you know different blogs on, on how to cure PCOS, and a lot of them included mm -hmm. meat. So that did, you know, sort of become part of um, my my daily sort of ritual. You know, a lot of people said you should eat meat. You need a little bit more protein, and I actually felt kind of worse on that. Hmm. And um, 
it just it wasn't for me and I really believe in you know everybody's different so what might work for one person might work you know might not work for another person and definitely meat for me uh, did not work so I for a very long time I was sort of stumped I didn't really know you know what is the real answer for me and two years ago I um, and I had never had allergies before in my whole life um, in terms of spring like pollen I would smell flowers and I'd be just fine but for whatever reason the crux of, of this health story um, you know two years ago I had really intense all of a sudden allergies where I would hmm. claw my eyes and um, I was taking literally combinations of, of medications I probably shouldn't be saying that but <laughs> you know over-the-counter like Allegra you know Allegra and Claritin and I was mixing them and I mean nothing would make it mm. go away and um, I said okay enough is enough I'm going to just do a detox do a raw detox so for five days I did raw fruits and vegetables and um, it was it actually was really life-changing for me um, mm. I also had eczema issues and the eczema was starting to clear up. My allergies were gone in three days. Wow. Um, and I thought, huh, I mean, I actually feel pretty good. I'm eating as much as I want, whatever I want. Mm -hmm. um, it's all raw fruits and vegetables. I wasn't feeling deprived. I didn't feel um, like I was really missing something. I knew I was on a, um, a special path and I really loved it. I really felt like a veil had lifted. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of kept going. I. Um, you know, and in the wintertime, sometimes I do digress and I have like a piece of sprouted bread or something. So it's not always 100 percent, but um, I just feel so much better. Um, and since that whole um, experience, actually, by default, my cycles regulated, which was amazing. I mean, my whole life I hadn't had a regular cycle. And last year I had 11 and this past year I had one every single month. So wow. um, I, I think I really found for me... Um, that my body is, you know, really craves real food and uh, just recognizable food works for me and things that come out of a box um, or things that are fabricated by, you know, by mankind, I guess you could say, you know, crackers and pasta and, and things like that. Just um, even the healthier versions, even like quinoa pasta or, uh, you know, brown rice pasta, they, they're a little bit harder for me to recognize in terms of you know, digesting and, and feeling alive and feeling vibrant. So that's yeah. kind of the story. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that sometimes it does take a little bit of a shock to the system, like that five-day detox. And for me, I kind of came to raw foods through a similar sort of intense of a 30-day challenge that I did. And I, I wasn't really thinking about what the side effects would be, the positive side effects. Um, but I think it's just that little symptom of, hey, even a five-day detox can really give you a sense of um, how your health can improve or how you can feel differently or crave different things. But sometimes you do have to take that first step of taking that first detox or doing the, those first things. Um, right. So, so today I know you have your website, Little Little Bites of Joy, and I absolutely love that the name. And I'm kind of curious how um, how you feel about the concept of little bites of joy, and, and do you see your food as sort of bringing joy into your life? I, I just love that name. How did you come up with that? It was actually, um, I think my husband actually came up with the name, so I have to give him credit for it. But I think. Um, you know, we were tossing around different names, and and I think we both came to the realization that food, um, for a lot of people, isn't joyful. 
um, or I should say the feeling thereafter is not, you know, it's typically a sleepy sensation mm. or, or um, we sometimes eat when we're having kind of a, even a negative conversation. And so food, um, I mean, I grew up, my, my aunt, you know, when she would make a pot of rice, she would actually, you know, my, my side of the family that was Romanian, um, or her side of the family was very religious and she would literally, you know, kind of use the olive oil at the end and just, you know, say a little blessing. And, um, I have always thought of, you know, food as sort of being sacred, not necessarily in a religious sort of way, but sort of a more like connectivity to, you know, a, a, di a more divine, just the divine way of being and how, mm -hmm. you know, the way that our, our body assimilates food is sort of divine. It's, it's this, unknown intelligence. We don't have to give it a name like Presbyterian or Catholic. It's not like that for me. It's more just there's some amazing intelligence behind all of this. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that's that's explained through joy. It's um, so every bite should be joyful. Every conversation we have with food should be joyful. And mm -hmm. the food that we're eating should add to the wealth of health that we could have um, and it'd be a positive experience but sometimes you know we're always eating on the road and and it's not a joyful experience it's like stuff this down my face because I have an appointment in 20 minutes mm -hmm. and I need to get going mm -hmm. and I think that's what the the meaning of little bites of joy is for us is um, that everybody should bring joy and uh, a connectivity to you know, something beautiful and something great. It's not just, um, it's not just survival. It's something, you know, a little bit deeper. So, mm -hmm. and I, I definitely got the sense of that f from you, from reading, reading some of your stuff and, and listening to you on Christine's show that that connection was really important to you. I know you grow some of your own veggies and were, were involved in a, a CSA. Um, and I think eating raw food really does show you that connectivity especially when you're eating just foods in their natural state you get to see these beautiful little pieces of art really you know like um a pineapple or just fresh fruits and veggies you really get a sense of that they really are beautiful and um just almost little miracles so right. so I know you have a husband and son and I also know which I love about you too that you are very into not eating too much in a complex way of just eating pretty simply. So at home these days, what kinds of things are you eating, say, a regular day for your family? Well, I have to say that the three of us all eat very differently. <laughs> same, same with us. <laughs> yeah, we're all very different. You know, my, um, my husband is, you know, we're not into to labels as much. He's he's very, you know, kind of against labels. So I even asked him this morning. I said, "Honey, you're kind of 100% raw." And he's like, "Yeah, but you know, let's not talk about it that way." <laughs> um, but he, um, you know, uh, we we're all doing experiments on ourselves, and and we're all eating in different ways that kind of make us feel better. So for example, if he's eating, you know, more nuts and I go maybe for the more greens and my son maybe goes for more fruit, um, mm -hmm. we're all kind of, you know, in our own different, um, different experiments. But for example, for a day for me would, would be, um, I've actually sort of morphed. I used to do a lot more green smoothies in the morning. Now I'm doing more green juices or mm -hmm. even just, um, just water until I feel hungry and then maybe a piece of fruit and then, you know, a green juice or vice versa, but just kind of waiting. You know, I, I like 
the idea that my body has to tell me that I'm hungry versus, okay, I have an appointment at nine, I should probably eat something before just to carry me through the next two hours. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I like to kind of wait and, you know, do the water, um, and do a green juice and then have fruit maybe until lunchtime. And then lunch and dinner for me would be a salad. And there, there are different kinds of salads, you know, the more heartier I tend to have at, at noon. So if I decide to put, um, even a you know a whole avocado in this kale salad, you know I'll have that at lunchtime because I know it'll hold me over a little bit better, and I'll load it up with you know lots of good veggies, maybe some flax crackers, so mm-hmm. something a little bit on the heavier side for lunch, and then something a little bit lighter for dinner because you know what are we going to do after dinner? We're just going to um, maybe do some meditation or some yoga or watch a film or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. not strenuous exercise. So I feel that at nighttime I don't really need as much. Um, to carry me through, but I will, I will snack at night. So maybe that's one thing that, you know, for example, if I'll eat dinner at say seven, um, probably by nine, I'll have an orange or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, some grapes or maybe even some nuts or something, Mm -hmm. but I keep it pretty simple and I do try to go seasonal and, and, you know, as much as we possibly can, that I think is important to make it interesting. So, you know, sometimes I do get bored with, with two salads a day. And then I, I say, well, you know, the kinds of vegetables that I include in the salad are completely up to me and completely up to what nature provides for us. So if I decide to shred some um, sweet potato, you know, raw sweet potato or make, you know, some spirals or something, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more hearty. So there is a lot of creativity in that, but I, I find that, um, and this is kind of more of my personal mission, is that I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where food is so simple and intuitive that we can go and live life. Mm. So that's what I try to do with with my clients. I think a lot of them tend to be super obsessed with, you know, the specifics of food. And I always say, well, let's eat so that we can do something with it. So what would you eat if you knew that you had to sit down for the next two hours versus what would you eat if you knew you were going to go run two miles? so food has a purpose. It's not just to fill the void and it's not just because it's 12 o'clock and we, you know, this is the time to eat. I, I want it always to be, um, the catapult into something else. The, the thing that provides the very next step for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And I think it's just really a testament to that flexibility in the sense of it's kind of different for everybody and even for one person it might be different depending on the day depending on the season so i think i completely agree and i see that in my life as well i think one thing that's interesting when we're talking about um you as you know a coach and then me in the world that i i live in i know that people who are just coming into raw food or trying to make a change they sometimes can be overwhelmed with all the decisions they have to make. Um, I think one thing I read on your blog, which I really liked, was just something that you said about picking something that works and going with it. And I know that's mm-hmm. that's something that I, I did at the beginning too, was I knew I had, say, I was really enjoying green smoothies in the morning for breakfast, and I tried to just keep that going because that was easy, because I in the morning I didn't have to think, oh, gosh, let me Google what I should eat for breakfast. I just knew what exactly. I what I had to go to. So is that something that you recommend to your clients or, or what are your thoughts on that? 
I completely agree with that. And actually, green smoothies were very instrumental. They they were sort of the thing, like the first year that I could always fall back on and and remind myself of what what I'm doing, um, because the first year was very transitional. Um, you know, it would be difficult to kind of, you know, always eat ahead of time if you were to go to someone's house. And mm-hmm. so, again, you know, we're all human. And regardless of, of the stature that we have, whether we're with health coaches or, you know, raw food chefs, we're, we have to remember that this is always an experiment. And, um, you know, we kind of have to go with, with what we've got. But I think falling back on something that we know works, like the green smoothies, is super smart, especially when you might wake up one morning and it's super cold out and you're like, you know, gosh, I could really go for a burrito right now. But let me start, <laughs> let me start with, you know, a green smoothie. And that kind of recalls to us, you know, what we've been doing this whole time and, and sort of reminds us. And also, what ends up happening is we feel really good after we have it because mm-hmm. it's it's this thing that we know we can depend on. Um, and I, I feel like uh, it's so easy for us with our super fast-paced lives, you know, all the time to get very overwhelmed. This is one more thing we have to think about. And a lot of the time it's, you know, if, if we start out in dehydrating basics and, you know, it's like people <laughs> may or may not have the time to do that. But especially mm-hmm. when people are first learning about raw foods, just keep it super simple. And, mm-hmm. and you know, everybody knows what a salad is. Everybody knows what um, an apple and a banana is. And if you need to eat, you know, two oranges in one sitting and a kiwi and have that be your snack, then, you know, then do that if you know that if that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely having a plan and... Um, setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. by having just a little list of, you know, things that you can fall back on. I think that's super smart. Mm-hmm. One thing you mentioned was the the issue of going over to other people's houses. And I can imagine too, a Romanian family might have different eating habits that, than your family. So do you have any tips or things to help our listeners to think about when they're say going out to work functions or uh, family gatherings and how to make what you one thing that you said that I liked as well was making the better choice when you're out Um, so do you struggle with that at all yeah it's a it's a very good question Um, well yes we are Romanian family um, but I I think it's a two-step process. So by explaining to people the path that you're on or the path that we're just experimenting with, I think um, gains accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of uh, puts a little bit of positive pressure on us to say, hey, my family knows that I'm trying to do this, so I need to keep up with it. And second, what I found is when I did tell my family that this has really changed my life and it's um, it's an amazing thing for me to do on a daily basis. What I found is that they got inspired. And so even though Mm -hmm. our family does cook Romanian food, what I find is that there's always something to eat. There's Mm -hmm. always a huge platter of fresh cut vegetables. And in this experience, you know, you end up, if you kind of fix your health, you end up inspiring the people around you. So at the onset, um, I thought, you know, gosh, we're Romanian. We're, we're never going to go for this, you know. <laughs> um, but my, my mom is actually very open-minded and very health-oriented. And despite the fact that we do cook a lot, you know, at, at her house, there's a lot of cooked food that she has. She's really embraced the whole um, raw foods thing, and she really loves a lot of it. So I'll bring something over. She'll ask me to bring something over. She'll always make sure that there's a huge salad and lots of fruit. 
um, lots of little nuts we can munch on and crudités. And if she makes food for the rest of the family, I don't feel like I'm any different because I'm really eating at the same table mm-hmm. um, as everybody. And it just, nobody's looking at your plate. Nobody's thinking, oh, she's eating like carrots and, <laughs> you know, and avocados. I think I'm like the wealthiest eater there because I'm the one that gets the avocado, you know, <laughs> like those are pretty expensive. Thank you for giving me the whole avocado. <laughs> um, but I, I think telling people um, sort of reflects that back on you and reminds you that, wow, she knows that I'm doing this, so I can't pig out on like paprikash when I'm there. <laughs> and, and at the same time, it really inspires them to step it up. And I've found um, that after I've talked to people about it, and they've seen it, you know, you're a reflection of what you're eating. So my skin is better. You know, I've lost all this weight and you can't sort of lie about what you're doing as much as you may want to, you know, keep it hidden because you think it's so, it's so different than everybody else. People are going to see how different you look and how different you feel and also how it's changed you internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to get inspired by that. So I've experienced nothing but positive uh, feedback and experiences, you know, when I'm going, when I'm going out. The only problems that I had at the beginning was that I was kind of shy about it. Actually, that's why I had, you know, more of a problem because maybe I didn't eat something at home before, or maybe I didn't bring a food dish, or maybe I didn't tell people that I was on this path. And then I kind of felt, you know, obliged to eat that way. And I think honesty is super important. Mm -hmm, I think, mm -hmm. um, being honest with yourself, um, and being honest, you know, with the people around you, uh, kind of, you know, clearing out the veil. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, even at, even at work functions, um, I find that when you do make this lifestyle change and when you really embrace it, um, everyone around you is going to know what an impact it's had on you. And now everywhere I go, there's always something, even if Mm -hmm. it's clementines to decorate the table, I'll grab (laughs) two, you Mm -hmm. know, there's always something. And I think our willingness to be the one, you know, at that family function who is not necessarily trying to convince other people of it, but just making sure that there's those healthy options. I think it really has a couple of great benefits is just one that it, it brings up that topic of conversation, which is good. And I think too, I know in my experience, sometimes when I first got into this, I was working at a full-time job at that time and I was feeling like I was the weird one and I really felt Mm -hmm. odd and, and a little bit shy about it too. But I know that even that I definitely just by being there and me not making a big deal out of it, but just doing my thing and bringing my healthy stuff and bringing stuff to share that was delicious, you know, I... I saw that over time it was having a positive impact, not not in an overt way. I wasn't trying to, you know, impose my ideals on anybody else. But I, I know I, I saw that it, it had sometimes a small impact, but definitely an impact. So I think that honesty is important not only for ourselves, but also to make us make it seem like it is important to have some healthy choices in addition to um the, the regular the regular stuff right um, so I know you have a have a son how does he fare in all of this so he's an interesting case scenario he's 12 years old soon to be 13 and he I think he has the palate of a traditional 13 year old you know <laughs> if left to his own devices we would just have triscuits and uh, you know cheese in the fridge um, 
It has been a really, I, I, at some point I should probably blog about it. It's been a really interesting experience kind of morphing into this new life with him, you know, kind of sometimes dragging him, you know, kicking and screaming and sometimes um, being surprised, you know, that, mm -hmm. um, that his palate changes all the time. So, um, but, you know, I'll make, I'll make something a little bit more on, um, you know, the, the complicated side, maybe like a macaroon or something, and he'll flip out over them, or like <laughs> the brownies, or you know, um, we really try to keep to as healthy as possible in this house, and there are no packaged, you know, foods. There are, there's the fridge is packed with, um, you know, produce, and sometimes he'll wake up and he'll say, oh gosh, there's nothing to eat, and I'll remind him, well, there's, you know, you can make you know, oats or you could make, you know, you could have some fruit or you can have, you know, green smoothie and that's kind of, I think sometimes he forgets, you know, but he, he actually really likes the food a lot of the time and sometimes he doesn't and that's just a lesson to myself. Maybe he's not into the mock salmon pate. Mm -hmm. Maybe at 12 years old I wouldn't be into <laughs> the mock salmon pate either, mm -hmm. but he loves salad. He, um, loves fruit yesterday he said he had three apples and he was very proud of it I'm like that's good <laughs> like we'd like to maybe vary it a little bit but sometimes you know when the apples are in season they're really good and I just support him um, with you know every day there's a little change and it's not to say that when he goes to a friend's house and they have Doritos he's not gonna have a Dorito of course he will mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he knows that um, at home base you know, this is a, this is a different area of thought and of, of living, and we're going to really support, you know, the greatest health for him. Um, and I have noticed his health has really has really changed a lot. You know, we are. Um, he is vegetarian. He does sometimes eat cheese, you know, at people's homes and whatnot. But we don't have any of that here, and there's no, you know, meat or fish. And we really try to push the whole foods. Um, for him, sometimes he does like the, you know, the heated foods. So I'll make him some, maybe some quinoa or some brown rice or something like that. But it's always, it's always um, next to something that's raw and fresh and whole. And his lunches, the poor kid. I mean, he goes to school with like quinoa bread and, you know. Um, maybe some apples and peanut butter or almond butter and then tons of veggies and some nuts and clementines and the poor kid is probably <laughs> looking around him like, oh, you're going to have that cookie? <laughs> um, but that's what he gets. That's what he gets at lunch. And mm -hmm. um, I think he's, he's growing up just fine. It's, it's to be expected that, you know, um, he'll maybe want something naughty once in a while, but I think it helps to know and to have, you know, both parents eating in this way um, it's just going to lean him into the into the better direction, mm -hmm. um, you know, rather than the worst direction. But again, it's he's not, you know, he's not 100% raw. I'm not even, you know, in the winter time myself 100% raw. Mm -hmm. But we always strive again to make the better choice, mm -hmm. you know. And he he does actually ask for salad. He's like, I asked him last night, you know, what would you like to eat? And he's like, well, maybe we can make a salad. So he's on the right track, you mm -hmm. know. And I don't hear that a lot from many 12 year olds. So. No. Yeah, I think it's a lot about um, just that convenience, too. It's like if you don't have all that stuff in your house that maybe they, even if you're transitioning, you know, maybe they're used to triscuits and cheese and all that kind of stuff. But once you sort of get into a routine of that being not the norm, I think it becomes certainly not easy, but just more that it's more convenient because the food that you have in your house is the easiest food to eat. And if you don't have the junk in there, then it's not as likely to creep into your life. So 
it sounds like you're doing an amazing job. I know that it's kind of fun. I've come full circle because my mom, I basically grew up with her and she was a very healthy cook. And I remember just hating everything that she prepared and just, it was always a huge point of, of contention. I mean, she was really supportive and an awesome mom, but I never liked what she made. And I moved out on my own and did the same thing as you packed on the pounds as well, ate a lot of junk, and then eventually found my way back to where I am, which is where food, healthy food has become a big part of my life. So I think just setting, setting our kids up for setting up those good habits is so key and it sounds like you're doing doing great and we can only expect so much from a 12 year old boy but it sounds like he's doing awesome so i maybe wanted to touch on a little bit about your work as a coach and and putting on your raw food courses and stuff like that how has that been for you i can imagine that's pretty amazing and a pretty satisfying world to be in it's been really great i um I was trying to figure out actually yesterday how it all happened and it's kind of a little bit blurry. <laughs> just the, the start of, I kind of just started to do it and suddenly I'm at this point, um, which is a beautiful thing. But absolutely, I mean, just, I, I really feel as if for everybody upping the raw fruits and vegetables and maybe turning from roasted nuts to raw nuts, mm-hmm. I think that would help that would help everybody 100% black and white across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that have nut sensitivities, obviously not, and you have to gauge, you know, where you, where the person is. But um, I've never met anyone who's not improved um, in at least, you know, three ways from eating more raw fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And um, in my work, I don't think people come to me because I'm a raw food chef. Um, I think they come to me just because of, you know, the um, the kind of work that I do. But I have found that everybody is very, very different. Everybody comes in for various things, whether it's cholesterol or losing weight. Um, and one interesting thing that I've, I've noticed is that food isn't just food. Um, we'll have some sessions where we don't even talk at all about food and we, mm-hmm. we talk mainly about, um, you know, various emotions or psychological, you know, if someone's binging on food, but they're not, they're lonely or they're sad or they're being abused at home you know, in some ways I have no right to talk about the food yet. I, I have mm-hmm. to kind of get at the root of it. So it's been um, a beautiful journey. It's some, a little bit different than I expected. I really at uh, the onset did think that it was mostly about food and it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned a lot about people. I've learned how um, it's the one thing we kind of have to do every day. So it's a, mu- a much more complex subject than um, you know, here's a serving of a bagel or here's, here's what a serving looks like of, you know, grapes. It's not about that. It's so much deeper and it's been really rewarding and I've made a lot of friendships and, um, I can't say that I've changed their lives cause I really feel, I feel like the person has to, you know, want the change and to be flexible and open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, the, the degree of success is really reliant upon, um, you know, the degree of that openness that the person brings in. Um, and it is possible to turn your life around. Mm-hmm. Um, black and white, it's, you know, it's absolutely possible for everybody, for anybody who really genuinely wants it. And a lot of the time I feel like the, the either the disorder or the sickness or the illness or whatever they come in with, I think that's a knock at the door for something that we should be paying attention to. And a lot of people, if they get a headache, they might just pop an Advil. But I think 
if someone gets a headache, I think that's indicative of um, a slew of other things. And if the person is um, just, you know, optimistic or open to looking at those various other reasons rather than packing on the Band-Aid, mm -hmm. you know, that knock, that knock is going to lead them into a direction where not only do they change the way that they're eat, they're eating, but it changes really everything about their life. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a transformation from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And it's really rewarding. And, and I, I love it. And the classes are really fun, too, because I think I get a lot of people who, you know, when you say, well, I eat, you know, raw food, they're like, oh, well, is that like raw meat or raw, you know, you read like raw eggs. They're imagining me putting like five eggs in a smoothie. I'm like, oh, no, no. Um, it's, you know, raw vegan is. And then that I guess that, you know confuses them even a little bit more they're like so you don't eat any meat and you eat raw and I say, <laughs> they're like yeah, what what do you eat <laughs> i know and they're like, they say you know well i kind of wanted to have you over but now i don't really know <laughs> like, what would i make for you um and there's there's so much and they kind of they get a little bit of a, a shock effect when they come in and they say wow you can actually have bread and i say yeah you can make raw you know dehydrated flax crackers and rye bread and um it's just changing the base ingredients, but you can make literally everything that you would have mm -hmm, cooked. You can mm -hmm. make it raw. Um, and they just, uh, their eyes light up. And I'm just super proud and inspired when they go home and they try something out for their family. And they don't even have to say it's raw. It's just like, here's a little, here's a pate in the shape of, you know, a little loaf. And um, it's made with nuts and vegetables and it's delicious. And um, it's, it's breaking the misconception of, of what people think, you know, it's carrot sticks and celery sticks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think it can be really eye-opening. I, I know I remember it for myself when I first started getting into all this, I made a really basic sweet raw truffle out of like dates and pecans or something like that. And I remember for me, that was that revolutionary moment where my eyes lit up and I thought, oh my gosh, you can, with these basic ingredients that I didn't really use much before I got into all of this, you can really make some amazing things. And I think raw classes and um, just being out there is really introducing it to a lot of people who just haven't been exposed to it before. And I think it's something that kind of gets you hooked. Right. Absolutely. Like even last night, I think, um, what was it that we made? We made this like Thai broccoli, you know, like an, like an almond butter sauce with, um, lots of broccoli and lots of veggies over kelp noodles. Yeah. And I've made that at classes before. I've made that actually at classes that are not raw based. Mm -hmm. Um, they were coming in for maybe like a, like a cooked, you know, plant based, just whole foods class. And the majority of the dishes were raw. And um, I told them at the end, and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> so that's what raw food is, you know? And, and I didn't tell my son last night that that whole raw, I mean, it looked as, you know, it was like saucy and, and soft and the noodles kind of, you know, softened up a little bit. And he didn't know that it was, you know, raw until I told him. And I think um, it's sort of a responsibility, I, I feel like, but also a really fun one to show people um, you know, what it could mean. And it is exciting. And you do, you know, I find myself like bright eyed and bushy tailed every day when I think of, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I can totally, you know, 
it's it's like being a kid again <laughs> oh you know that i completely agree with you there because <laughs> it, it is i think it is really exciting and i think one of the things that i love about it is taking those really simple ingredients and getting to know them getting to connect with them and then turning them into something and you actually see the process from beginning to end which is something that's very lacking in the packaged foods and just regular food that we we don't necessarily know what's in it and then when you know what's in it it becomes that much more interesting at least for me when when the ingredients are good that is sometimes there's some food you don't really want to know what's in it but with raw with raw stuff it's always it's always good so any last tips, Andrea, about, because um, I guess one of my main focuses is trying to make things simple but still delicious. Do you have any favorite recipes or any final tips for people who are interested in raw and doing it pretty simply? Yeah, I think having, um, you know, a standby juice, a standby smoothie, a standby dessert, actually mm-hmm. multiple standby desserts <laughs> definitely um, <laughs> that's a huge, a huge that you know on the cold winter day um brownies are really good so you know when you're looking to say i could either have this you know bra brownie or i can make this lavish cooked meal i would choose that raw brownie you know in a second <laughs> and sometimes that makes a difference for people so definitely having um some some super simple you know chia pudding i love I, literally i'm obsessed with your the strawberry, um, I call it actually a Neapolitan mm, chia pudding, the one that mm-hmm. you have on your website, because mm-hmm. it has everything. It has the vanilla, the berries, and it has the chocolate. And um, when we were transitioning, I made that literally almost every night with my family. And um, I, it, I pass it on to people, you know, I bring it to functions, and I always give you credit, just FYI. But um, they're like, they're, they're amazing, and I send people to your website all the time. So I think I think what you're doing is is pretty spectacular and, and magical because it you're connecting people to something that they've never tried before and it's so beyond delicious um, and I, I'm just honored you know I'm honored to be speaking with you and because and, you've actually been really inspirational to me um, you know this journey of mine has been pretty relatively short it's only been about two years and um, I'm on your website all the time and just I'm inspired by your posts and by the way that you think and um, just you know wanted to thank you for that you probably didn't know that you probably didn't know that you inspired me that much but I'm and I'm sure that there's thousands of people out there who don't say it either but they're making your recipes all the time so I just wanted to swing that back to you um, well, well it's, thank you so much and I think that for me, it's so fun what I'm doing, and I, just hearing those kinds of stories from from you is it makes it all worthwhile. Not that it's not fun, but you know, it's so just satisfying for me to be able to help people. And I think that one of the things that I'm doing is introducing people, trying to spark that moment of sort of awareness and that moment of oh my gosh, this is made, you know, from raw food, but it's really delicious. And I think it's maybe more for transitional people. And I think everybody has that evolution of um, what works for them and, and, you know, what they want to be eating today might not be what they want to be eating two years from now. And y'all, everybody has their own journey. And even me too, I'm I'm changing all the time. And thank you. And I'm truly honored to have you on the show too. I know 
that um, you're doing amazing, amazing stuff too. So I think the more people out there that are, are doing what we're doing, the the better. So it's it's great. So before we leave off, maybe remind listeners where they can find you uh, online. Sure. Um, and before, I don't know if I should do this after or before, but I did want to <laughs> say one more thing that kind of, I was inspired by what you said. Um, I know we've been talking today about how to help people eat healthier and um, to become healthier, but I think there's one thing and that's what attracted me to your site, and that's what attracted me to look further into this and, and really um, change my life with it, is that it is a form of play. Mm-hmm. We forget, we, you know, I, I get giddy. I mean, I look at cookbooks <laughs> all the time. I get giddy when I see photographs of beautiful, pure food. Mm-hmm. And we forget all the time, you know, we pay our taxes and we wake up and shower and shave and send our kids off to school and, and pay our bills. And I think this, this particular way of eating is not an eating in terms of eating by rote or eating by, you know, sandwiches or sandwiches or soups or soups, you know, it's so much more creative and, um, it pushes you sort of out of your comfort zone. And for me, it's a huge form of play. Mm -hmm. Like adults, adults really, a lot of the time we don't play with our food and um, we're actually taught to not play with our food, mm-hmm. but there is nothing more gratifying to play with your food, to kind of like massage kale with an avocado or to um, to really feel like how, you know, feel the tomato in your hands. And mm-hmm. um, I think the type of foods and the, the kind of recipes that you create and that we create together, you know, other are their websites and other raw food chefs, I think is a form of self-expression and Mm -hmm. it is a form of art and it's a form of art that we get to create and then put into ourselves and it becomes us and it just completes a cycle and I think as much as I love to talk about how healthy this is and how you know this will improve eczema and you know asthma (laughs) the truth is at the end of the day it has to be fun and it has Mm -hmm. to be creative and it has to be um, it has to feed your soul it can't just feed your tummy Mm -hmm. I feel um, and then things line up. But that was just my last my last two cents because I was inspired by, you know, by what you said and thinking about um, your life and what you're trying to do with people. Um, it's it's play. It's and it's beautiful. And so. I just have to jump in because this might be never ending because it's fun and I know we have a lot in common, but I totally feel that. And I think one of the things for me that I think is funny and that I say all the time at home here is that I don't even like cooking and I am, you know, the Rotarian. But for me, it's, I think it's this beautiful little tiny sandbox that's, I don't have to know all these ingredients, you know, it's just this little sandbox that exactly that I can play in. And for me, it's really accessible because it is only, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So for me, it's somehow not overwhelming because I don't really enjoy cooking and I didn't I don't know how to do a lot of stuff so I think that that's it's absolutely about play and I think that feeling of it's similar to gardening in a way I say sometimes that when you're making rolling truffles or something in your hands you know it's that connectivity that feeling of creation Mm -hmm. similar to when you're putting your hands in the earth you know that freshly Um, mixed earth when you're planting seeds it's that really natural feeling of connecting 
And just that feeling of digging our hands, I think it's something we, especially as women, have been doing, you know, for thousands of years. And I think that's sometimes a little bit missing and sometimes that that's part of the play too. So I love that you brought that up. Well, thank you. So, oh, and then the website, all that yes. stuff, <laughs> all the, all that other stuff. Um, yes, it's so true. We could actually be talking forever um, <laughs> on this, on this stuff. It's uh, www.littlebitesofjoy. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess people, people have all that information on there. And we have a calendar and a newsletter and, um, you know, there's, um, to basically anybody who's listening to this, you're more than welcome to, um, you know, there's a form there called a health history form. Welcome to fill that out. And um, it's a free consult just where, you know, we get to talk about uh, all the different health goals that you have. And it's available in person or through Skype or through phone. So literally, if you're in Zimbabwe, listen to the, you know, to this uh, podcast, you can get in touch with me and I'd be more than happy to help. Um, and again, just so much appreciate uh the value that I see in the work that you do and the kind of person you are and the wealth of information that you have to give to your listeners. Uh, I really feel like you are, you know, you are, I said this before in an email, but you are changing, you know, a certain facet of the world and it's, um, it's beautiful and it's inspiring. And I'm a super lucky girl to be here with you today. Well, we're both lucky. It's, it's been so much fun and I know you're doing amazing stuff, Andrea, and, and I, I'm just really excited to have had the opportunity to talk with you. So definitely check out littlebitesofjoy.com. And also I know Andrea has a recipe blog as well. Um, so I guess, I guess we should round it off. It's been such a pleasure and an honor. And I know we'll be talking again soon, Andrea. So thank you so much. And we will end it there. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.